in a world of internet bots and phony election results, you can't use those things as a metric for the state of the world. It takes me back to 2012. Remember, we all thought that Obama was done. I voted for Obama in 2008. Because I was young and stupid and I believed his lies. So when it came to light that he was full of it and we needed a change. Weren't we all shocked that he won re-election in 2012? And I thought to myself, wow, I guess I'm really in the minority. I guess the culture of the country has left me behind. And that's exactly what the establishment would have you think. That's why there's such an effort to censor you on social media. That's why COVID doctors are banned and their licenses are revoked and they're shunned and shamed for speaking against the narrative. Even doctors like Robert Malone, the inventor, of the mRNA vaccine technology that's so controversial today. They tried to ruin his life because he stepped up and said, no, you don't know what you're doing. This isn't safe. You're not appropriately testing these injections and you need to stop. And the pharmaceutical establishment with their media henchmen tried to ruin him. So when you wake up the morning after election night and you're stunned, you have to take a minute and realize what you're feeling could be a result of your exposure to the media. A big perk of this scheme, this voting scheme that the establishment has for us now is they can, on one hand, save face for embarrassing losses, and on the other hand, sue and steal to get the election results that they want. And we have to say no. We have to say no more mail-in voting. I'm looking at the results from the the Pennsylvania election from the the Department of State website. John Fetterman, the Senate candidate for Pennsylvania, got 915,000 mail-in votes for him. Dr. Oz, his Republican opponent, Only 225,000. Josh Shapiro, the gubernatorial candidate, 
976,000 mail-in votes for him. To Doug Mastriano, 180,214. Isn't that an astounding discrepancy? Three times as many people voted by mail for the Democrat frauds than the Republicans who actually care about the country. This kind of information is going to keep trickling out. And what's also disturbing is that statistic that I quoted yesterday, I think. Eight million registered voters in Pennsylvania. But only about three million people voted. And it makes me wonder who those people are. I mean, if you're down with this Democrat tyranny, and really, it, it goes so much further than tyranny. It's a calculated dismantling of our country, our economy, our energy production, our education system. And if you're, if you're a Democrat, if you're a staunch Democrat, if you vote blue down the line... Do you care about these midterm elections when when your team is in charge across the board? I don't I guess it is easier to mail in a ballot than it is to actually get up and go down to a polling location. And of course this morning a lot of people are calling for the end of mail in voting. And I don't really know how I feel about that. I mean, what do you think would happen to the election results if every voter had to leave the house? Is that voter suppression? Should it be easy for people to vote through the mail? Should it even be a political issue? Are Democrats lazy? (laughs) Are Republicans lazy? I think people in general are lazy. I think a lot fewer people would vote if mail-in voting was abolished. And then what guarantee do we even have that this will rectify all of these irregularities that we're experiencing. It was supposed to take days to count all the votes in, in Pennsylvania. Everybody came out to say it. Oh, don't, don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed when we don't get the results of the election, but somehow the results of the election came through just fine in Pennsylvania. Not so much in Arizona, this article from the Epic times Arizona governor race too close to call. Lake closes gap on election night. Arizona's Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake has significantly narrowed the gap between herself and Democrat Katie Hobbs as vote counting continued on November 9th. At 10.45 p.m. local time on election night, Hobbs led Lake 
by about 170,000 votes, and within about an hour, the lead had narrowed slightly to 163,000. As of the afternoon of November 9th, only about 11,000 votes separated Lake, the former television news anchor, and Hobbs, who is Arizona's Secretary of State. With many thousands of votes yet to be counted, vote tabulation machine malfunctions at about 20% of polling places in Maricopa County, the state's most populous, sparked criticism early on Election Day on social media, although officials assured that every vote would be counted. Yes, these officials are led by Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State responsible for running the elections, who is also running for governor. Are we really surprised? That a Democrat would do something corrupt to affect the elections in their own favor? And what's going to happen to Katie Hobbs? Is anybody going to look at that and go, wait a minute. Is there is there a single official at the Justice Department that is going to say, wait a minute. This is extremely wrong and corrupt and we need to intervene here. And make sure that we're not letting corrupt scumbags operate our government. No. And why? Oh, well, because they have a family to feed. Because they just need to go along to get along, and it doesn't matter if we drive the country off a cliff and perish in the burning wreckage. And I just can't help feeling like we're all just a bunch of putzes that deserve it. Because we want to just go watch football and crack a beer and take a load off because we put in 50 hours at work this week. And it's really unfortunate because the entire reason that we established a government is to handle the day-to-day operations of the state So that we can function at our jobs and with our families and in our personal lives. But now, we have a corrupt government to deal with. And not just a corrupt government, but a corrupt media as well that's in their back pocket. And at at this point, honestly, I don't even know whose pocket who is in. Are the politicians in the media's pocket? Or... Is the media in the politician's pocket? I mean, when you look at things like social media censorship, if a politician says something that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't like, he can wipe that person off of Facebook and Instagram. And then there's two huge demographics that that politician can't reach now. And it's, it's not a new thing. Even when it was simply the news media. You can go back and talk to politicians. You can talk to anyone who's ever had a piece written about them. And they'll tell you about how atrociously wrong reporting is In general. And people have always complained, oh, this this guy's doing so much. You know, Obama, he's trying so hard and the media just won't give him a fair shake. 
So who decides the elections? Do you you decide the elections as the voter or does the media decide the elections? Do the gatekeepers to information decide the elections? And how long until the control, the complete control of information is complete? How long until the social credit system is implemented with the digital currency? And if you speak against the narrative, anywhere that a camera or a recording device can pick up the sound of your voice, they will shut off your ability to buy and sell. Oh, yes, that's the motivation behind government-backed digital currencies. You say something they don't like, oh, they call you a domestic terrorist. The media backs them up, and they completely cut you off from society. You don't think that's in the works? That's what's going on in China already. But it's not all that dark and grim. Not yet. It's still being projected that the Democrats will lose control of the House. The Republicans will have 222 seats, needing only 218 to have the majority. And they've already picked up a seat in the Senate and may take control of that as well. But there's one thing to remember. Guys like Mitt Romney, the quote Republican senator that seemed to oddly side with Democrats more often than not. And now it's all becoming clear, right? They didn't blatantly steal every election. Because they knew that they could count on the rhinos. The Republicans in name only. R-I-N-O. Rhino. They can count on a few corrupt establishment Republicans to vote with them or to be manipulated in ways that benefit the leftist establishment. So they can let Blake Masters win because they can rely on Mitt Romney to vote as a Democrat. Go ahead and Google it. Well, don't Google it. I mean, don't use Google. You know, DuckDuckGo or many others. What's, what's the Russian one? It starts with a Y. I can't remember. But there's story after story. My search results, Republicans that voted with Democrats. CNN headline, here are the 11 Senate Republicans that joined Democrats. The Hill headline, these are the nine House Republicans who voted for the... January 6th election reform bill. 24 House Republicans vote break with leadership, vote with Democrats. Here are all the House Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump. So, I mean, I hate, I hate to be a downer, but uh, don't believe any of these uh, hopium smokers that are telling you that it's not as bad as we thought it was. It is. It is as bad. It was just bad enough. Just bad enough to make sure that nothing changes. Just bad enough to make sure we continue to circle the drain. 
Just bad enough, I think, to make sure that we continue to sit on our asses while the country rots out from beneath us. But if the Democrats had won everything across the board, then no doubt we'd all be up at arms going, hold on a minute. Something's afoot. Then the public would put pressure on the Justice Department. The Justice Department would be forced to investigate, in theory. And of course, as I've mentioned before, if the Republicans really did sweep, well, then the outrage would be on the other side. So this was the perfect plot. I mean, really, I have to give credit to the scumbags. They really put a lot of thought into carefully crafting this election to make sure the population stayed largely pacified while the power stayed in the hands of the corruptocrat globalists slime balls who want to destroy the country. Now, Kevin McCarthy has already claimed victory in the House. People are endorsing him to be, uh, you know, they're announcing their support that Kevin McCarthy be the Speaker of the House. And I mean, I hate to say it, but he has, uh, he's proven himself to be an establishment flunky. And then they announced that they're going to definitely investigate Hunter Biden and the laptop and his corrupt business dealings. And I don't, I don't not want them to investigate that, but what I would prefer they spend their time on, especially out right out of the gate. I'd like to know about COVID. I'd like to know about the greatest hoax perpetuated on the American people in the entire history of everything. I'd like to know where Dr. Fauci thinks he gets off on lying to the American public and forcing us into these draconian lockdown measures. And then after that, I'd like to know about the election fraud. I'd like to know why we can't go, uh, why we can't go back to getting our election results in a timely manner. I'd like to know why we're allowing all of these elections to stand with no investigation of the fraud. We're, we're, we're witnessing the fraud. We have the evidence. We have the affidavits. And yet we let these people take control. And then those people create legislation to make it more difficult to overturn elections. How is there going to be a fair, unbiased investigation of, ir- of election irregularities when we hand the control over to the people that won the election as a result of the fraud that took place? This is why I hesitate when I think about voting for Donald Trump a third time. And I reject all of your excuses. He could have gone in front of the cameras and said, this is fraud. I am not going to turn the country over to these people until we have a fair and clear investigation of what really took place. We are going to know for certain that we're not handing the country over to criminals 
before I leave office. And he didn't do that. And I know there was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of pressure. There was bad optics. But look at where we are. Is it worth it? Is it worth saving face two years ago compared to where we are now on the precipice, a vassal state for China? Completely corrupt elections, completely corrupt politicians, and no light at the end of the tunnel. Not that I can see. It's time to step up. It's time to send an email, not to me, to your politicians. Get on the phone. Make a stink. And uh, please rate and review the show and share it with your friends. I rely on it. I'll be back. Goodbye. Goodbye.